Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. Today we're reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, now streaming on Netflix. We're going to discuss the good, the bad, and the in-between. Or more fittingly, the meat, the bone, and the gristle. We're also going to break down the timeline to make this shit understandable to the uninitiated and the initiated, because it's a goddamn mess. Glad you're doing it, not me. (laughs) Plus, John brought some good shit to smoke. All that and more today on High High on on Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. All right, before we get started here, I got some more of that chocolate from last time. Damn, you bought a lot of that shit. How much of that shit did you get? Uh, I mean, I got a quarter, but I've been saving it. I mean, this shit's fucking 25 or I think it's like close to 26% THC. Bro, like I'm I'm to you listeners out there, no front in here. I think that's the longest I've ever seen my man here stretch a quarter. Jeez, <laughs> the, holy shit. I I'm proud of you. That's some serious fucking discipline. And 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 there's some keef on top. <laughs> nice. But like I told you, like that. I bought a whole, I bought a bunch of these Ace, and I would forget about it, and then I was going to throw out containers, and I'd hear the little nugs rattling in there. <laughs> All right, uh, man, we'll uh, spark that shit up. Let's get into talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, twenty twenty two, and here we are. Talking about another horror movie, Halloween, Scream, fucking what else? <coughs> you have to say the year, because otherwise people are going to ask, well, which Halloween are you talking about? Which Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Which Scream? Yeah, and uh, speaking of which, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the timeline real quick. Um, so there are four timelines. There are officially four timelines in the Texas Chainsaw universe. Um the first timeline would be the most basic, uh, which would be the original, then Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, then Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, and then that abomination, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. Uh, so the original four, that's the one timeline. That's you know all in chronological order. Uh, the next timeline would be the remake timeline that was started with the 2003 uh, Platinum Dunes remake, which was phenomenal. Um, but there was a prequel to that that came out a few years later called the Texas Chancellor Massacre, the beginning. So this timeline starts with the Texas Chancellor Massacre, the beginning followed by the remake in 2003 starring Jessica Biel. Uh, the next timeline, the third timeline, here we go. Jesus. Um, this would be, I guess called the reboot timeline. And, uh, that would start with that just horrible film, Leatherface. That was just uh, just atrocious. Hopefully, if you haven't seen it, uh, you won't. And hopefully, if you did see it, you've forgotten it. Um, uh, this, so this timeline starts with Leatherface. That is a prequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is then followed up by Texas Chainsaw 3D. So that timeline is just makeshift as a motherfucker. Um, and then the new timeline, which would be called the Legacy Timeline, would be the original and now the new one from 2022. All right, so that brings us up uh, to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. And actually, after the release of Leatherface in 2017, uh, Lionsgate had planned for five more films in the franchise. I don't know why we would have needed five more. But uh, yeah, the studio lost their rights due to the time it took to release it. Legendary acquired the franchise's rights with uh, Fetty Alvarez and Rado. 
Sayagis, say, say I'm sure I'm butchering that terribly. Uh, they were serving as producers alongside Pat Cassidy, Ian Henkel, and Kim Henkel, who co-wrote the original film. And uh, the duo filmmakers Ryan and Andy Tohill were initially signed on as directors, but they were replaced with Garcia due to creative differences. And uh, filming took place in Bulgaria in August of 2020. Uh, the, the plot for this one is a uh, pretty simple one. You got a bunch of Gen Zers out there trying to gentrify Texas and bring all their friends out there. And uh, actually, I wrote this down in my notes because uh, I thought of Hellraiser when I said Hellraiser was the story of what the lengths that one woman will go for the best sex she ever had. I said this one is the story of what lengths one man will go to stop gentrification in his town. <laughs> that's a very good way of putting it you know i really dig how uh all these years later they got uh the original narrator from the first film yeah that was a nice touch john uh Leroquette. uh he he you know, he's been an actor for forever um one of his first like, gigs in the business was actually this voice his narration in the original 1974 film but uh he's had a long long career as an actor he's a comedian and uh, he was in parks and rec actually you'd love that show my wife loves that show. I'm going to ask you, most people disagree, but uh, side tangent real quick. Parks and Rec or The Office? I mean, I know this is like a big debate for some people, but I don't know why I go Office hands down. I'd say maybe The Office had some better episodes, but Parks and Rec's Parks and Rec's <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Parks and Rec didn't have any bad seasons. Where I feel like after Michael Scott left, I feel like The Office just became a slow decline. Uh, that's that's a very fair assessment. Uh, however, but some of The Office Office might have some of the better episodes overall. Well, I'm not even going to go episodes. I'm just going off of like memory and watching and enjoyability. I can tell you personally that I had a lot more laugh out loud moments watching The Office than I did Parks and Rec. So that's fair. That that's how I would But I love Ron Swanson. Yeah, I mean that's I mean you're you're not wrong. I guess Parks and Rec would be considered the more consistent show. You know uh, what I mean? Most but most people I know have said the like, office. It's kind of like comparing Dexter and the Shield, like the highs of Dexter have were never reached on the Shield. But the Shield was solid as a brick wall the entire fucking time. So how do you judge that? On the highs or on the like solidarity of it. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, yeah, that's a tough one. All right, so uh, get it back to back Texas. Back to it, back to Texas Chancellor Massacre. Massacre. Uh, I have to say, I would like to talk to Fetty to ask him if he did this on purpose, but all the Gen Z kids are fucking annoying little shits, and in our horror fantasies, like I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to see so many of these people killed. Yeah, I, I feel like this movie was a social commentary for like old school horror fans and just old school horror in general being brought into now and just basically just saying like fuck you you know like absolutely told there was a real social commentary there i saw some people mentioning social commentaries online and i didn't uh see the movie at the time but once we watched that i knew right away oh there's one because yeah, i mean they end up having a meeting in the town for like all the people they're trying to bring to harlow and, I mean, it looks like the meeting in the town looks like a gathering at Starbucks, pretty much. <laughs> well, that's very true. And, uh, yeah, uh, so they these kids show up to town, and uh, they basically just, they, they just stir shit up, like, the moment that they get into town. 
Yeah, uh, this lady, Jenny, is at the uh, orphanage, and there's still this kid that uh, she's taking care of, but uh, it's not really a kid. Anybody that knows anything immediately knows it's Leatherface. But uh, they they kick her out of the house uh, because apparently they said that they had the deed to the house and she said she had fixed it with the banks. And then uh, when the cops are escorting her out of town, uh, she ends up dying because she's already on oxygen from the start. And uh, Leatherface loses his shit. And I gotta say, that first kill at the back of the ambulance... Uh, I mean, I guess we're already getting into spoilers here, but that's your fault for listening. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, that might be my favorite kill. When he busted the dude's wrist, had his bones out, and then jabbed him in the neck with it. Twice. Stabbed him twice, and then used his gun in his hand to shoot the fucking driver through the throat and jaw. That was, yeah, that was brutal. Um, but yeah, like you said, um... Yeah, the Harlow Orphanage, because, like, Leatherface now resides in Harlow, Texas. Um, uh, Like you said, he was the kid that never left. It's like she took care of him, and she said he was her last kid. Obviously, he never left. He has a real, uh, he has a real, he's, he's, a, he's a stage five clinger, apparently, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when uh, Mrs. MC, you know, when she dies in the back of the ambulance, and, you know, she says to Leatherface, stay out of my room. You just knew that that meant something, and that that was, it was just, why would you say stay out of my room? And... No, you know, what's your last words? You knew that some shit was going to go down and that there was a reasoning for that. And there definitely was. But uh, to backtrack a little bit, I did want to say that I really dug um, the uh, homage to the original film with how Leatherface uh, posed the corpse of, you know, Mrs. MC. Like, like you see uh, her corpse posed in the in the. field a ways after she's a cell like a while after she's dead it's not in the beginning of the film but the scene is a homage to the beginning of the original film is what i'm saying and it's where leatherface is back to posing corpses like he did in the original film um he poses uh mrs mc in a like uh, in, a, in a field you know and kind of like a memorial for her and i just thought it was the way that michael myers posed bodies again in 2018 halloween that i like that they brought that back yeah, uh, speaking of uh, 2018, uh, we basically got Laurie Strode 2.0 now. No, it's like 1.7. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, unfortunately, Marilyn Burns uh, could not be back to reprise her role. Uh, it was Irish actress Owen Fury? Fury, I'm guessing. Fury. Maybe, I mean, yeah. again, we're terrible at names. But, I mean, it felt like she was almost kind of a clone of Laurie from 2018. I, I agree. I agree. She was, uh, I gotta say that I was underwhelmed. I'm not, not at the acting, but just, like, what they did with the character. Um, I was a little over underwhelmed. It was definitely, like, a Laurie. They made her a ranger. You know, like, she, she'd apparently been searching for Leatherface ever since the incident for, like, 40, 30, 40 years, they said, and she became a uh, ranger. 50. Uh, well, I thought the dude said 30 or 40 years, and then she said 50, you know, so, well, yeah. He, the other thing, like, tell me she almost didn't take the, well, not not accusing the actress of stealing the quote, but, like, it was almost directly from Halloween 2018. She says, I waited, like, basically 50 years for this night, and I'm like, damn, it sounds like something exactly Laurie Sherwood would have said in 2018. Yeah, and, uh... And, and she's just a total hard ass, just like, you know, Laurie was. And, wearing tank uh, tops. Wearing tank tops and just being hard as hell. But unlike Laurie, she's not a recluse, you know, who, 
you know, is like shacked up with all her armor. She brings her shit in a duffel bag in the back of her car and the back of her. She she had that Rick uh, Grimes duffel bag. Yeah, and she just you know she she comes ready to take care of business. And um, like I said, I, I guess we'll get into a little later about why I was a little underwhelmed by all of by by this performance. Um, but uh, yeah, I do feel that it was a clone of Laurie, and that's part of it. But can we talk for a second? Why was Leatherface played by Jack Black? <laughs> no no i'm just kidding he was played by uh mark burnham who was actually on a, a, a buffy the vampire slayer a ways back and uh i was gonna say about i wanted to get back to uh uh jenny um at first i was like why does melody feel responsible for her death like it wasn't her fault but then later you find out that uh they're basically it was fucked up they basically killed her but uh i mean her health wasn't too good like no it's uh she was literally one upset away from dying (laughs) so i mean like if it wasn't them it could literally be like her dog shitting on the floor the next day or something you know like you never know you never so yeah if you're that close to death that one upset of just you know somebody saying you have to leave your house because you know like the deed isn't yours anymore um that that upset caused her to die obviously she was upset but yeah i mean you can't you got to think that she wasn't far from dying otherwise that's that's fair and uh, actually one character we forgot from earlier in the movie as well was uh richter i, I think he might have been my favorite character he, he was yeah uh mo he, Dunf- he, he, he was not Dunford. dealing with yeah. any of their bullshit no I, I liked him from the start he was just like he just he he the thing was i liked that he didn't deal with their bullshit but he wasn't really a dick he just kind of literally did just ignored them he didn't give a shit about them yeah and, i mean you, know? you, you had the one scene where he talked to the girl about the school shooting and he wasn't like a dick to her yeah but like other than that he wasn't dealing with any of their bullshit he wasn't impressed with them either and i liked that but uh it was a rough outing for him though yeah, uh, he, um, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, definitely a rough outing for him. So after Leatherface, you know, uh, kills the police and, you know, he's basically, that's it. He, he kills the police in the, in the back of the, uh, in the, in the truck that he's being asked that his, uh, mama, so to speak, Mrs. MC, the woman who took care of him, uh, once she's dead, the, the cops, you know, they're driving, we we discussed how Leatherface stabs him in the throat with his own uh, wrist bone, and sh- you know he shoots the uh, driving cop, and uh, basically that leads to the car crashing and Leatherface getting out of the car and uh, skinning Mrs. MC's face and wearing it. And um, I gotta say that there were some cool. Uh, there was a cool homage here. There's a there's another homage I'll get to later, but one of the homages was uh, a- after the scene where he puts the mask on, he like. Leatherface turns to walk away and go down the highway, and it's a direct shot of like the cover of the Texas Chancel Massacre, the beginning. So I was I liked how they threw a little nod in there of another Texas Chancel. And I'm sure there's a lot more, but you know I definitely saw that one. And we also like after that we get a scene of Leatherface in the house making himself up. You think he's got like a deep skincare regimen? I mean, he, he got he got to keep that skin moist, my boy. Well, I mean, that would make sense if he does, because in the original and in this one, well, I mean, the, the mask is relatively new in this one. Obviously, he just gets it. It's his Mrs. MC's face. He's moisturizing a lot. But uh, in the original film, his mask was like skin colored as well, and that's kind of in the 2003 remake. The mask was like gray and green and like withered and like like it was like all like shrinking and wrinkled looking it's from like crusty. being like dead and withered you know and that was a realistic mask and these other leather faces tend to have these like normal so skin so yeah maybe there is a skin moisturizing technique going down and keeping them in business because i mean <laughs> keeping them in business 
How often does he change a mask? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why in some of them they're crusty. He's trying to get a new face. <laughs> Possibly. But, uh, yeah, before that, when uh, he just bashes Richter's head in, fucking Melody's under the bed. If she was like she was at SeaWorld in the front row just getting fucking splashed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, because uh, Leatherface, you know, goes goes home and everybody fucking just for some reason goes back into the house. Like, he just goes back home and everybody's still in the house. And Richter comes to save the day. And, and yeah, Leatherface just, I said this in our last episode, I used the Triple H as a reference, but... He gets, Richter gets Triple H like a motherfucker. Leatherface <laughs> tees off on him with a sledgehammer. And, I mean, we see some good kills at this point. I mean, um, what was his name? Um, ah, I'm so terrible with names. I'm so terrible with names. You talk about Dante got, got his yeah. jaw? Yes, Dante. That was it. Yeah, he, he just got totally, like, he got slapped on the jaw with a meat cleaver. Then, you know. Oh, you just see his jaw boom. Yeah, and, and Melody gets slapped in the chest with a sledgehammer. I mean, you know. Yeah, that shit had me dying, though. Mo, Mo Dumford gets his knee kicked backwards. I mean, the, the, and, you know, and then the neck, glass in the neck. It's 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 just the the, the kills right away, up until what, what was this, at the 45 minute mark, 40 minute mark? The kills and just everything was just really good. Like, the build up was good. I, was, I, was, I liked it. And I have to say, I was impressed so far. Like, uh, I feel like the one thing they gave us that I haven't seen from really other leather faces is just his skills and tricks he can pull off with the chainsaw. Like that fucking one where he just threw it and had it spin and fucking just hit her legs. Oh, he, he like he like uh, used it to like sweep out her feet. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I feel like we haven't seen that before. He's more limber. He was definitely more limber in this one. He's still a stocky motherfucker, though. Right. Well, then all this basically leads to. Leatherface um, getting on a tour bus <laughs> because there's tourists uh, in the town. I and mean, the tour bus, I have to imagine, is going to be everybody's favorite scene. I mean, that's it's. I, I think it's many people's favorite scene, and a lot of people don't like it at the same time because of the whole cell phone thing, because it's legitimately like, you know, it's legitimately just kind of like a now movie. Like, why does there have to be cell phones in it like that? I don't, I don't, dude, I, I love that part, though. Like, I feel like that's totally what would happen when that dude was like, oh, if you try anything, you're going to be canceled, bro. If it was set in now, I, I agree. I, I, I think it was kind of funny. I definitely enjoyed it. I, uh, I gotta say that the music by Colin Stetson in the bus scene, that was what really stood out to me. It was a very, like, almost panic-inducing. Like, while it was fun to watch and you're watching people getting just fucking hacked up, uh, the music is kind of like it had like this like this this rhythm to it that really kind of made me a little like panicky, and I thought like, damn, that music's really setting the scene right now. Yeah, that bus scene. I mean, it's gonna at least be the most memorable scene from the movie, right? If, so I'm we're assuming because you all are listening to spoilers and you're listening to a podcast review that's gonna probably be like an hour or so long that you've watched the movie. If not, I mean that's I'm sorry to say that's that's kind of on you, <laughs> but um yeah the uh, the he just Leatherface is just hacking through people on this bus, and uh, when he with the chainsaw on with the chainsaw off yeah I was just gonna say like so those of you who watch this because you know obviously assuming you have watched it imagine this is what I consider the. Uh, rave scene for Jason and Freddy versus Jason when Jason's just except I, it's, it's way funny. bloodier and way more people it's funny because I was gonna when I was watching it I didn't say anything but I was thinking of that scene it but yeah there's way more people in this one yeah and and by the way yes uh 
the whole um, stay out of my room, the the line that uh, Mrs. MC hits him with his leather face with, turns out that uh, in her wall is the chainsaw, and a leather face obtains his chainsaw by bashing through the wall. And he goes, uh, oh, damn it, I just forgot his name from The Shining, Jack Torrance. He Jack goes Torrance. all Jack Torrance on it. And uh, this is obviously a homage. If it wasn't a direct homage, if it's not a homage, it's a definitely a ripoff of John's favorite film, Rob Zombie's Halloween, the way that Michael Myers uh, obtains <laughs> oh, the man, mask. Oh, man, we both said that. I said it felt very, yeah. Well, you said it. I was thinking of it. But, yeah. He punches it up through the floorboards in yeah. Halloween, and then this one, he punches through the wall to get his chainsaw. Still kind of weak. My boy Michael Myers just murders the two people fucking... Murders the two people carrying his shit around in their car and just fucking murders him in a, in a, murders him in a dirty bathroom, <laughs> takes his mask, and... He, he, he gets in a four-door sedan and drives to Haddonfield. Wearing the mask. Wearing he just the mask. put on after he killed him in a dingy-ass bathroom. Yeah, that was a dingy-ass bathroom. So, uh, the film eventually, after countless people dying i would like to watch the movie again and see if i could count but there's so much on-screen death on that bus like just you just see body parts bro like it's oh my god it so. also it also reminded me of halloween six where he's just killing the doctors in oh the yeah. Room. yeah 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 except not as much uh seizure inducing flashing <laughs> um and uh so after just countless bodies being just destroyed and just cut into pieces uh, it all boils down to sisters Melody and Lila, uh, you know, fighting it out for survival against Leatherface with the help of Sally Hardesty. And this are we going to say this, with help? Well, I mean... <laughs> this is well before you before we before we go there. I just wanted to say that this right here officially marks the point of the movie where it kind of started to go downhill up until the bus scene. And through like midway through the bus scene, I was convinced. I don't know how you felt, John. I was I was like, I'm digging this, but about right about here is where I started to go. Oh no, oh no. I had read reviews. I've read some good. I've read ones that are not not very find it very good. And up until then, I was like, I don't understand why people hate this movie. Although I've seen people say they were bored a half hour, and I don't feel that way. But yeah, shortly after the bus scene, I. At one point, we'll, 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 we'll get to it. I literally just said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Leatherface is taking on uh, Melody and Lila, and Sally shows up. And Sally basically is like, hey, get in my get in my police vehicle in the back. She was and no Lori Strode. No, and Melody and, and Lila get in the back of the car, and then instead of driving them to safety, <laughs> instead of driving them to safety... You know, Sally just goes, nah, I got to finish this. And gets out of the fucking car. <laughs> gets Doesn't out of the leave car. Doesn't give him the keys. Doesn't give him the keys. Leaves him locked in and goes to take on Leatherface. And uh, how do you think that went? How did, how did, you, how did you imagine that was going to go? Uh, well, first of all, like Laurie Strode, she had a shotgun. Yeah, I was expecting dude, Leatherface to ridiculous. get... I even said that out loud. I said, look at her. She's got a shotgun, too. And I, I expected Leatherface to lose two fingers, just saying, from the <laughs> shotgun. But, um, but yeah, so uh, this is Sally and Leatherface finally have their standoff, and uh, it gets pretty crazy. Um, it, w- it was quick. It was quick. Uh, Leather, she does some damage. Leatherface takes a couple, a couple shotgun shells, and... Uh, 
he gets stabbed in the side with a blade. Yeah, he swats one of the bullets away with the fucking chainsaw. I know. Swinging wild. it. That shit was ridiculous. And it was a, I thought it was really cool how he, when he was like hiding in the alley and he turned the chainsaw off so like she didn't, she couldn't see him because it was dark. And then you just hear like, the heavy footprints of him running. And like, you're, oh shit, he's coming towards me, but I can't see him. And then right as he comes into view, the chainsaw revved up again. Like I was like, that was, I, like, there was, there was some But things. then it was ridiculous. I liked he's it. He's just wildly swinging the chainsaw and just smacks a bullet Smacking away. bullets off. Oh, right yeah <laughs> that's when it started going okay yep now it started yeah exactly and uh anyway um leatherface gets that chainsaw through sally's belly and he picks her up he in the lifts air her and he up with the chainsaw just sawing through her and then he just chucks her ass off the blade a good that's the way you should treat feet. your heroin from the originals just have her chucked by a chainsaw like 10 feet exactly and uh uh just just and onto a pile of trash, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. onto, a, onto a pile of trash, which, you know, was just, uh. But, uh, yeah, so there goes your, you know, your hero, your your big uh, your big hero moment. Just, nope, Sally's not going to be the one to take Leatherface down. Or is she? Because once Leatherface hurts uh, Melody, I'm sorry, but Melody gets, Melody and Lila, Mel- Melody, they get into a car Melody, accident. instead of leaving, ends up, uh. Th- they get into a car accident. Cause, and she cause gets she, stuck in the she car. ends up bringing the keys back yeah. and telling telling them to leave. After, instead of just leaving, after this, they decide Melody decides she's gonna hit Leatherface with the car. Yeah, and yeah. That's, he that's, threw the you know like like I said, some of the stuff he does with the chainsaw, like like that makes sense. He fucking just chucks the chainsaw at the windshield. Yeah, I know, and uh, and yeah, they they hit. She like she like clips them. They crash and. Uh, I thought that he kind of did like a roll. I didn't know if they clipped him or not. I, I didn't thought know. he kind of got like hit, like because he was like like on his side. It or could something. have been like a hip shot or something. But uh, yeah, so they crash because um, they're dumb and they ruin their chance to get away. And uh, and uh, Melody's impaled to the seat, can't get out through her leg. So it's on Lila. Lila tries to have a hero moment and doesn't go well. Leatherface just stalks her through the streets. Probably one of my favorite scenes in the film. Uh, He's just coming at her so fucking hard, and she's trying so hard to get away from him. And she's believable, and the, the action and the violence that he's bringing is just, like, intense as fuck. And the close-up of his mask and the head tilts, it's, it was on point, man. I was happy with it until, bam, he gets shot. And you turn and look, and it's Sally's sloppy ass laying in the pile <laughs> of trash, fucking sawed in half, still somehow alive. And that's where John hits us with his... <laughs> yeah, I just went, get the fuck out of here. To which my wife and I both exploded with laughter because honestly, there was no more proper wording for that moment. If he hadn't said it, it's what we all were thinking. It's just literally what, like, just the change. At look- first, you're you're in your head, you're like, who was that? And then when it cut to her, I was like, nah, what? But, but, but when we he, thought, who was that? Because she wasn't even a consideration. Yeah. You're like, she's done. You know what I mean? I mean, he put a chainsaw through her midsection, lifted her up with it still going. Revving through her. For probably about another five to ten seconds. And then just chucked her like five to six feet off of it into a pile of garbage. Well, I, it looked more like, like ten feet. Like we said, I swear it was ten, ten, eleven. It was a, it was a while. He threw her across the fucking street. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he was in the street and chucked her to the sidewalk with the garbage. And this is this is my argument to that. It's like, first of all, I, that she should have been dead. Uh, Sally should have been dead from that. It was just unrealistic to keep her alive. And here's my argument for if you did want to argue that, no, she could survive that. She wouldn't be dead. You would definitely have lost too much blood and be way too fucked up 
to be aiming guns and properly nailing targets. Like you would be all shaking and losing blood and like if you could even hold the gun. And she's just toting fucking shotguns, shooting Leatherface from a pile of trash, just fucking guts hanging. Like it's like just so ridiculous. Um, that that moment was literally the that was the that was the ride to jump the shark moment. That was like the okay, something literally unredeemable that I can't ignore or look past happened. Yeah, and then, but then it got it did get a little bit better. I liked the scene of Leather Leatherface in the house with her under the crawl space, just with the with the chainsaw just going through the floorboards no that was a cool scene that was a but very if cool you scene. look at her you could look and argue that if she would have just laid there like he would have just skimmed right past her yeah i mean i had made the remark before that me and you'd have gotten caught <laughs> but you know <laughs> but uh yeah she, like and also that wasn't the whole floor she could have just crawled a little further to the left you yeah know? so there was that but uh but no and nonetheless it made a very cool scene there was a lot of cool visuals I did really like the way Leatherface looked, even though he was wearing a woman's face. I mean, that's not uncommon because he wears makeup in the other films, but the, I didn't mind. I didn't know it was a woman's mask. I had no idea, leading up to the film, that it was a woman's face that he was wearing, you know, Mrs. MC's face, but uh, it worked well. It was very fucking creepy. I, uh, I like how he starts toting the apron again. Like, it was, uh, it was almost as if he had, sh- sh- like, closeted this part of himself when he, like, joined this orphanage, but it was, like, still there waiting to come out, and, like, all it took was the death of the woman that was taking care of him yeah and then breaking through that wall getting that cheats why why wouldn't she just get rid of it that's a question i just thought of yeah because you know you might need a rob zombie moment in your movie <laughs> yeah, it's true you might need a rob zombie moment in your movie so uh the movie basically gets down to um yeah so sally basically dies after that she finally passes out passes away and uh then we're left with uh, Melody and Lila taking on Leatherface on a two-on-one handicap match, and Leatherface is holding his own. And and somehow Melody got out of that car with her leg impaled. I, I'm glad that was Hollywood convenience because they didn't show that for a reason. I want to know how that happened. It's easy to just show her because they also be like out, crashed right? in like to a wall, so there was really no space for it. That's what I'm saying. Easy to just write her out, but I, that's why they couldn't show it because I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I have no. I, I you couldn't move. You know what I mean? But uh, she couldn't move anyway. But um, so it, 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 it's a two on one handicap match. Leatherface is holding his own. He comes very close to getting on both twice. Um. That's where the, that's where we get the rolling chainsaw to the legs. We get the rolling chainsaw to the legs, and we get the first ever that I've, that you've mentioned that, uh, and I agree, the first ever chainsaw uppercut. Yeah, Melody ch- uppercuts Leatherface with the chainsaw, knocking him to his death, and then uh, she and her sister Lila get in a car, and they just have too happy of a moment where you knew it wasn't over yet because you're thinking if this is how this movie ends, it's really terrible. Luckily, it's not. Right when they drive, start to drive off, and think they've gotten to safety. Oh yeah, they they, they have like uh, like Tesla like self driving cars. Yep, and uh, Leatherface just yanks Melody out of the passenger side door, just out of nowhere, and just saws chainsaws her head off and holds it up in the air for Lila to see. Lila, you know, being in the back, standing up out of the sunroof of her car staring at her sister getting beheaded and that Leatherface swinging the chainsaw and her head right while while watching Leatherface swinging uh Melody's head and the chainsaw and uh 
Lila is just, you know, standing up through the sunroof laughing. Like, or, I'm sorry, not laughing. She's <laughs> laughing. She's just, like, crying hysterically. And it was a homage to the original, the same way that the beginning, there was a homage with the narration and with the uh, posing of corpses later in the film. This is a homage to the end of the film because at the end of the original 1974 film, you know, we have Sally in the back of the truck crying and laughing hysterically and Leatherface outside swinging the chainsaw. And in this one, we have Lila in a Tesla car standing through a sunroof, uh, screaming, watching her sister being beheaded as Leatherface swings the head and his chainsaw as she, I'm assuming, doesn't crash and just drives, the, the car just drives her to safety and the movie <laughs> ends. <clears throat> I think if she wanted, she probably could have like cut the programming. So are those cars like? Is it like like like? Because my whole thought was I was like, is this car gonna crash and then he's gonna get her too? So you think the car just literally drove her to like wherever it was going? Yeah, it was on autopilot. Okay, see, I don't know how those cars work. I'm an idiot, so sorry. I'm I'm the, I'm not. I don't keep up with that shit. I'm not a car guy. Um, but so okay, so yeah, so she gets the safety, but you know, it's it's just done in a in a modern way. Think of that. Back in the seventies, it was. You jump in the back of a pickup truck, and this one, it's you're standing in your Tesla car through the sunroof. You know, it's just totally different. Uh, I, the, the homage was there. The brutal, gritty, like, the good guys didn't win ending was there. Um, Leatherface, I feel like it was it was a, I feel like it was the opposite of the first one. Sally got away, and Leatherface was kind of left hanging. I feel in this one, someone got away, but I feel like he won. I feel like Leatherface won this time. Um, so let's get into our dislikes uh, before we rate it. I have my rating ready. I've had it like for a while, so yeah. I was gonna say the good is, uh, I like the kills. I thought Leatherface looked good. Like I said, I liked uh, what what he did with the uh, chainsaw in terms of uh, some new stuff we haven't seen. I thought the first like f- I, I don't know exactly where it is because we didn't check, but I'd say it's probably about the first forty five minutes up uh, up until right after the bus scene. I loved everything about the movie. And then the last, I, I guess it probably wasn't even 45 minutes because I don't even think it's an hour and a half. Yeah, it's yeah, an hour, hour 23. But the rest of that had some ups and downs. Uh, my dislikes, um, definitely the Sally scene was, the Sally scene, I don't know if that's worse than the doctor scene <laughs> from Halloween 2018. I would say it is. I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to say. Um, I wouldn't put it up there with, 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 with Halloween 2018, but also it wasn't, wasn't like it had a big, uh, budget behind it. Um, yeah, there was just some, some questions about like, like, like we were saying, like with the Sally stuff and some other, some other choices with the movie, um, the new characters, I think. I didn't dislike them because I feel like they were supposed to be dislikable. There's nothing like ultimately really that bad that I dislike about it, but it's nothing spectacular. Fair enough. I definitely would put this, uh, I definitely think Scream 2022 and Halloween 2018 are better. This definitely ranks third amongst the requels. Absolutely, in my opinion. What about the other uh, requel that was straight to video if you want to compare it? Uh, with uh, Leprechaun Returns. No, I'd still... I'm, Leprechaun Returns would probably... I would probably go Leprechaun Returns. Yeah, over this, yeah, not over... Uh, 
Yeah, I was yeah. I was just saying comparing it to the other one, it went straight okay. to video. Yeah, I would, I would, yeah, yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. I think I would put Leprechaun over uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre here. Um, just, but you know, just out of sheer like difference and change and fun. Um, but uh, so yeah, the my likes basically, I agree with everything you said. Leatherface looked great. Um, I I liked that uh, we got to see a new side of Leatherface that he was a little more limber, that he was uh. A little harder that he was he, well, he didn't sm- seem a little as, smarter. Yeah, I would say he didn't seem like as, like when he saw was it Melody on the stairs, and instead yeah. of attacking her, he just fucking chucked chucked the chain the, uh, uh, the, the sledgehammer, the little yeah. hammer. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I just I, he he definitely seemed smarter, and he uh, he had more of anger to him than the original. He almost kind of comes off like a victim, like he's like you know very like soft and like easily intimidated and bullied, and and this one he was very hard. So uh, whatever happened to him over the years hardened him. I liked uh, I liked Leatherface. I thought Mark Burnham did a good job. The rest of the cast did a good job, as John said. Um, the uh, the gore was great. The kills were great. The music was good. Um, I, there there wasn't really too much to dislike about it besides the basic common like it's just such a new movie. There's just so many like things about it that are just. Uh, you know, like the, the way people act and talk, it's just, you know, it's not me. I don't hang out with those types of people. So those types of people are annoying to me, but that's not a fault of the movie. Gentrifuckers. I like that name from, from Richter. Right. Um, I, I thought it was great to see, you know, Alice Cridge back, you know, to play Mrs. Uh, MC, you know, she's a great actress. She's been in a ton of things and, uh, she's always, you know, she's always, she's always a presence. She's, she definitely always has a presence on screen. And, um, yeah, I guess my dislikes about the movie is that, I will say this, hold on, before I get into my dislikes, my, uh, I will say this, that up until the 40 minute mark, the 45 minute mark or whatever the bus scene was, um, like John said, I think I lost it a little before John, I'll give it, he said after the bus scene, I was like midway through the bus scene, I think. I gave up on it. Like, I not gave up, but I started to lose hope. Midway through the bus scene, things started to shift. The way the bus scene started going wasn't as pleasing as the way it started. Um, and although I did think that up until that point the movie was solid and I was enjoying it, I will say that at that point it was solid and I enjoyed it, but I also knew that it definitely wasn't better than the uh, 2003 remake. The 2003 remake to me is the best in the series besides the original. And I, honest to God, I know a lot of you will hate me and a lot of you will agree with me because I've talked with some of you online. The 2003 remake is better. I'll say it. I don't give a shit. It's fucking better. It was what the movie should have been if they had the budget that they should have had in the original. And that takes nothing away from the original. It's amazing. There's nothing wrong with improving upon it. The 2003 film took it to another level and it was gritty. That's why it worked. They didn't polish it. And this movie is polished. And that's why I'm going to get into my dislikes. This movie is polished. It doesn't have that gritty grindhouse feel. It has that Hollywood feel, especially with the actors and the dialogue. You know, it also doesn't take place in the 70s, though. So, I mean, you got to take that into consideration. But um, just, yeah, uh, in general, I thought that it was predictable. There was poor acting, uh, some poor acting. It was way too polished and not gritty enough. It did not have that grindhouse feel. It didn't feel just dirty enough. Um, Sally's Redemption. Uh, like you said, I mean, I don't really need to say anything about that, but my last complaint was we had mentioned, uh, our boy Richter played by Mo Dunford. Um, my, my, my biggest complaint of the entire film, even over, well, no, I'm, you know what? It's not over Sally. It's not over Sally. It's not the biggest complaint over Sally. It's after Sally. Sally's the biggest complaint. Her, her gunshot wound from the garbage bags is just <laughs> unredeemable. But after that, it's 
Leatherface is on a bus full of people. I mean, there was a lot of people. He goes into the VIP lounge of this bus, and there is a lot. There's I mean, at least 20 people. I was going to say 30. Yeah, 20, 30 20, people. 30. And not a single one of them fought back. Nobody jumped on his back. Nobody tried to kick him in the nuts. Nobody tried to pull his mask off or gouge his eyes. Nobody tried to wrestle the chainsaw from him. Nobody. Everybody just ran like little bitches and beat on the bus windows while he cut them up and ran from him. That, to me, was completely unrealistic. If you're going to bring it into now, you need to bring it into now. And bring it into now, you have to understand that there are hard motherfuckers out there. That's how the world is right now. If you had a bus full of tourist people and somebody comes to you with a chainsaw, People are going to stand the fuck up and they're going to fight back. Honestly, some of them probably would have had fucking guns on them. And at this point, it's like Leatherface just just really bullies all these fucking people. I just it was just it was just a way for Leatherface to swing his dick, and uh, figuratively speaking. And it was a fun scene, but at the end of the day, nobody fought back. And it's just absolutely ridiculous that the only person that fought back was Moe Dunford. One person out of everybody actually fought back until Sally and the two sisters fight back at the end. And I mean, it's just like, it's just too many people just let Leatherface walk right through them. So that, to me, that hurts. It just wasn't, wasn't realistic. If you go back to the original or you go back to the 2003 remake, Leather, Leatherface got fucked up in those movies, you know? So it's like, it, it's just, it's, you know, I just, yeah. Um, my rating, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. I was going to say, I don't necessarily have as much of a problem with the bus scene. I could see people... Uh, just being stuck in the moment that it's a guy with a chainsaw not thinking they have numbers and just it's a bunch of like early 20s and like teens that are there so i could see that happening um it went on for a long time though it wasn't just like a minute like they had chances to run run past him and shit you don't think i mean that's a bus so it's kind of hard to get past him i don't know man people were dancing and slicing dice people were dancing and shit I was going to say, uh, before I give my rating, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 32. It says the consensus is that Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't skimp on gore, but Leatherface may have irreparably, ah, fuck, irreparably, uh, lost his ability to terrify. I don't know about that. I feel like there was some suspenseful moments in it. Um, up until what we can say before the bus scene, whatever. I, I was going to say it was going to be about an eight. Like, I thought they were doing a really good job. I had that in my notes. It. I had an eight in my notes, bro. I had an eight in my notes. Um, I'd give it maybe like a, like a 6.6, 6.7. I'll go, I'll go 6.7. Okay. So I'm, I'm Cause that first 45 lower. minutes is really good, but uh, the end of it does hurt the film. So this is the first episode, I believe, where I am giving a movie a lower rating than John. Yeah. This is the first time. Usually we're either on point or John's being I mean, the more we're critical. I mean, we're still in the same ballpark, but... Well, you're almost a point over. You're a 6.7. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's still... I mean, that's decent. I mean, I, I definitely don't think it's a 7. So I think, you know, anything under a 7 is acceptable. I think anything, like... Anything... Honestly, I think anything under a 5 is a little harsh. I think yeah. it's a little harsh, but I think anything over a seven's a little like you're overzealous. But I can about see it. why I can see why it has the low scores because of the ending, and I feel like that hurts it for a lot of people. Like after the bus scene, you mean? Yeah. I feel like to give a similar movie that I feel like I feel like I might feel that way about recently was the Pet Cemetery remake. I really liked this like the atmosphere that from the beginning of the movie and then they just fucked it up i agree i was so disappointed with that remake man like i really dug how uh 
Um, I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I really dug how when he was uh, combing her hair and like it got caught on the stitches, like one of the of the staples, yeah. you know, that were in her scalp from the autopsy. You know, I thought that that was, uh, yeah, I like I thought that it was good, and then it just ended. And I ended up saying it was one of my like least favorite remakes. Yeah, like the atmosphere in the beginning was really well done, and I was like, oh, this might be good. And then they killed her instead of him, instead of Gage, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. That's where. Uh, but I would um back to the Texas Chainsaw. I would <laughs> say that uh I would give my ranking of the films. I don't really like honestly. I don't like Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. I don't like three. Uh, four was terrible. The Next the, Generation. Nicole, Nicole, that's the one she seen. The Next Generation. Does she <laughs> yeah. like it? I don't think so. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but I don't like Leatherface. I don't like Texas Chainsaw 3D. I don't like the majority of these movies. I don't. That's just the, the, the truth of it. So my rating and the only ones in the series that I think that I would watch, like, again, and my rating of them would be the, the remake, the original, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, the prequel to the remake, and then I would say this one. That would be my... So the remake, the original, the prequel to the remake... And this one. That's my four. It makes the top four. I'd watch it again. I can't say that about the other. So, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. I, full disclosure, I'm not a huge Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. I enjoy the first one. I don't think I hold it as in high regard as somebody like Joe Bob as one of the greatest like horror films ever made. I don't. I don't feel that way about it. I, I agree. And I only own. I only own the original. Actually, I think I might own the prequel because Nicole just gave it to me but um you know the only one i've bought is the original and i feel like that's the only one i need well i i, I mean yeah I, I would agree with that i don't mean to cut you off but i just want to add to what you were saying i had had an argument with somebody online who told me that the original texas chainsaw massacre was the most cruel movie ever made that it was harsh and cruel and well I'm that's like, just that's, I'm, that's just, just categorically like, wrong I, that's the, my first thoughts and if the dude was older too he was in his 40s and he was like a know-it-all horror fucking dipshit and i'm like you're a fucking idiot like you obviously are stuck in the 70s and have not updated with the times because the texas chainsaw well, the first time i saw the texas chainsaw massacre i was disappointed because i had seen so much other hardcore shit before Same. i saw it that i was like that's it that's what it was scary that's why it was it was violent I feel like maybe 20s? if I would have grew up on it the way I did Halloween, maybe I would like it more. Yeah, same. same. So, so, I, so I can admit, like, yeah, I saw it later when I was like a teen, and I was like, oh, this isn't as brutal as people make it out to be. But, yeah, like I said, the only one I need to own is the original. I went and saw it a couple years ago in theaters. That was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, so I'll give it a 6.7, and you're at a 6. I'm at a 6. Thanks to the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at High on Horror 420. Let us know what you think of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 9. Uh, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. And uh, we'll be back with you in two weeks. Uh, follow us everywhere online and uh, you can find out what our next episode will be on check out our website highonhorror.com and sign up for our newsletter and get the latest episodes and guest announcements sent to your inbox and uh, i guess that'll about wrap her up catch you later bye everybody <laughs>